0: Do you want to have more fun when you're having sex? Well, then you need to know all about my new sponsor, Promescent. They're best known for having the only clinically proven delay spray that helps men last longer in bed. And let me tell you, this spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for you. It's for any guy out there that wants to up their performance be better in bed and the best thing is it's not going to numb you out. That's because Promescent uses a patented technology that just desensitizes the most sensitive nerves so you're not sacrificing pleasure. Promescent also sells lube and condoms and female arousal gel and unisex supplements that make you hornier and it all fucking works. I promise you. Not only do 2,000 medical professionals recommend promessin, I do too. I use their products. I have their products. I love their products. You will not be disappointed. All you need to do is go to delayspray.com and use my discount code strictly and on 15 to receive 15% off your first order. Promescent has a 60-day money-back guarantee. Your package arrives discreetly, and they offer free shipping on any order over 10 bucks. So go to delayspray.com. Strictly anon, fifteen for fifteen percent off, and you could thank me later. And I thank Promescent for sponsoring this episode. And now back to the episode. Welcome to the Strictly Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. want to follow the strictly anonymous show on twitter or instagram follow me at strict anonymous i think i'm at strict anonymous on tiktok too if you are listening to this on youtube please subscribe to my channel there uh like and share my videos comment below i love i try to respond to every comment on youtube uh If you're not on YouTube, go there and subscribe to my channel too. And that's where you could comment. A lot of times people who are on the show, the guests on the show, go and read the comments and then comment back. Um, If you're not on my Patreon, you're not a member, you should join my Patreon because right now I just started a new thing that I'm doing and I am having people post anonymous pics of themselves. So all my callers that are anonymous, if you want a visual to go with the audio, You got that on Patreon. You have to become a member. It's still super cheap right now. I'm going to be raising it because people like it so much. But for now, it's still only $3 a month. You can see anonymous pics of my guests, meaning you're not going to see their face, but you see everything else. Um, So go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Uh, I'm just going to get right to the guest. Oh, if you're if you're listening to this on a regular podcast app, just subscribe to my show, write a review if you can give me five stars. That's great. Um, I'm not having people call into the show right now because I'm so backed up. I have too many episodes taped already and I'm just going to air them all and take a couple months off from taping. Um, but if you're a female or you have the craziest story I've, uh, and you think I've never heard it and it's the best story ever, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. You could be on that call. On you could, I'll tape you, right? So I'll tape women or a man or a woman who thinks that they have like an amazing story that I just need to hear. Um, if not, wait till the summer and I'll be taping again then. So today I have on Dr. Joe Court. Now I'm going to start airing all my experts like in the middle of the week as bonus episodes and my regular, you know, callers will be um, posted on Sundays. Now, I was very excited to have Dr. Joe Court on and he's just too smart for me, okay? <laughs> I should have just let him talk the whole time. He made me sound like a fucking idiot because he just, he's just super smart. He's great. He knows what the, he's talking about. He did a TikTok video a while ago that went viral and then there was just a lot of news articles written about him and what he was saying and basically what it was was that uh, Dr. Joe Court is here to say that a guy can fool around with guys and not be gay. And I can't tell you how many times guys have come on my show and said that. Like, hey, Kathy, yeah, like every now and then I like to suck a dick, but I'm not gay. And I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) You're bi, you're this, you're that. I've always wanted to label it. Um, But he's here to say that, no, like there's, you can definitely be a guy or a woman, right? That just wants to every now and then fool around with um, someone of the same sex. And that does not mean that you're gay or bi or any of that. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get him on my show. And I did. And he's on here and he talks all about that. And he explains why that, is the truth why that actually is the case. And I love that he's putting that out there. I love that he is talking about this. I love that his TikTok video went viral so that I could have him on my show. And now all of you guys are going to hear this and that, you know, other people have picked it up as well. And it's out there because I think that it's probably super frustrating to be somebody that falls into that category that you know every now and then does like to fool around with the same sex but doesn't consider themselves gay but yet people are labeling them that way um here he's he's the guy that's you know speaking up for you and letting you know that that exists he explains why he this is like a real deal uh he's a psychotherapist he specializes in sexology i guess you'd say but he's got his master's in um sexology so this is his thing this is what he's been doing he also does consultations and he has a practice of like a lot of sex therapists that work underneath him so if you want to talk to him uh, I think he's a really I think he's the real deal I think he's fucking a, a good therapist to have if you have some kind of sexual issues that you want to talk about to somebody i'm always promoting therapy but i think it's really hard to find the right one he doesn't do it himself but he has people who work for him so uh if you're looking for someone to talk to he gives the links i'll give the links uh, in the description below so anyway i'm going to be right back on with dr joe court this is the strictly anonymous podcast Hey, Dr. Joe Court. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today?
1: Good. I'm glad to be here. I'm
0: so glad you're here. Okay. Now, I don't know if other people know of you because recently, I don't know, it was a popular story, right? It got a lot of press, the fact that you came out with a statement or a TikTok video, I think is how it started, right? Where you were like, Just because you've had a dick in your mouth once or twice, or I mean, you'll, I'm just paraphrasing it, but it doesn't mean that you're gay, (laughs) right? (laughs) And exactly. I saw that article and I was like, oh my God, I need to have this guy on my show because I've been doing my show for seven years. I'm just a regular person that loves to like analyze people and dig deep and get all this information. And I wind up having the show where people call in and tell me all of their deepest secrets. I'm typically talking to, older people, right? Because I think younger people are a little bit way more open than people in my generation. I'm 52. W- whereas, you know, these people are still living a double life because a lot of stuff was pretty much like a no-go when they grew up. So they're calling up, they're confessing things to me. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard, well, you know, once in a while I give a guy a blow job or, you know, but I'm not gay. And i <laughs> I'm always like, you know, and I always, I was always blown away by that statement, right? Because I just didn't understand how that could be possible. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, words that I'm not using properly. Because then I'd be like, well, are you bi? I mean, you have to be something because a a dick is a part of a guy. And if you have his, your, you know, a, a guy's dick in your mouth, and you like that, and you find that hot, like, d- don't you think you're bi? Maybe slightly bi. And they'd be like, no, I'm totally straight. And you're here to say that those people are. 100 percent correct right
1: yes and let me go back to something you said is what i have found on tiktok which has a lot of young people on there is that they don't agree with me they think that if a guy is having sex with another guy he's gay or bi and i was very shocked by this because this is the same population that are making up all these labels and expanding (laughs) but but they draw the line yeah they draw the line with heterosexual men
0: what do you mean as far as, like, if you, like, in order to be heterosexual, you have to just remain with women. Like, anything other than that, you're, another, you're something else. But wouldn't that be true? Right, right. But isn't that true? How is that not true? That's uh, what you need to explain to me. Because I, I sort of see it that way, too. You're here to say, this is why you're so interesting to me and why we need your voice on my show. Because you need to really
1: explain sure. it. Right. So here's the idea that yeah. um, there are people that are into kink uh-huh. and, to, and into fetish. So they might have a foot fetish. They might have a, a yeah. fetish to, or a, a kink or a sexual interest in, in receiving anal sex mm-hmm. um, or giving anal sex. And so these men are not attracted to the men. They don't look at the men and, and think, see themselves as this guy is hot. This right. experience I'm going to have, this actual sexual act I'm about to engage in, is what's turning me on. Right. The man is incidental.
0: Mm-hmm. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast The website and the email address will all be
1: in the description. So, to a a gay, and I know I've had also a lot of gay and bisexual men and other non-straight men say to me, "Oh, I've had those times too." These are all the time for these men. They're it's called sexual fluidity, and people don't understand that you can be uh, a gay or uh, people do understand that you can be a gay man and have sex with women and still be gay. But if you're a straight man and have sex with a man, now you're not straight. It doesn't, you can't have it both ways.
0: Right. Okay. Let me wrap my head around that one. So you're a gay man, but once in a while you might have sex with a woman, but that, yeah, I, I could, I see what you mean. Like if some, if I had a gay guy and I haven't had it yet. Right. But I probably will, I've, I've heard it all, right. <laughs> you know, a gay guy calls into my show and if he's telling, I'm just trying to think of how I would see it differently. And if he was like, yeah, I, you know, once in a blue moon, I might have sex. No, I would actually think, well, maybe you're bisexual. Like, cause I think of like, bisexuality in terms of percentages, right? Like maybe you're 90% hetero and 10% bi, but I always, but I was also, people have told me I'm also completely wrong on what I, what I considered bisexual. I, you know what I mean? Like I I can't keep track with the terms. I don't know anything. I mean, you're the, you're the PhD, right? This is why I need you to explain because half the time I'm just learning from people as I'm talking to them.
1: well, same here. The PhD really isn't um, going to cut it either these days because everybody's <laughs> making up whatever they want the term to be. I so, know. But, but this is the difference. Uh-huh. When a straight man has sex with another man, yeah. he's not aroused by men in general. He's not going to the mall and to the airport and sitting on the beach and going, man, these guys are hot. Mm-hmm. The bisexual guy is. So mm-hmm. it's different. So And people don't understand. When you're bisexual, yeah, you, there are, there's, there's a lot of comments on TikTok are, well, you can be... Um, uh, bisexual where your sexual attraction is to men, but your sexual and emotional attraction is to women. That's right. But the sexual attraction to men is to the men and to the sex. When a straight man has sex with men, he's only attracted to the sex or sometimes he is attracted, attracted to this particular man at this time, at this place, in this situation, but it doesn't generalize to other men. Interesting. It's just completely different. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, totally. I did always have the bisexual thing going on. I thought it was the opposite. I thought like, oh, okay, if I'm the type of person that likes to date and emotionally become, and and I'm emotionally attracted to men, but every now and then I like to have just sex with a woman, like I'd never want to cuddle with her and watch TV, right? Then that would make me bisexual, where homosexual would be that I want to have a relationship with another woman, right? But then I was told by my, you know, someone called in once and was like, you got it totally wrong. And I was like, I do have it totally wrong, because that's what I always thought, right?
1: That's what we were taught in our generation, yes. But now we know Mm -hmm. that bisexual can be, I'm only sexually attracted to one gender, and I'm I'm emotionally and sexually attracted to another gender. Right. Um, So it can just be about sex, and not want to cuddle.
0: Oh, it can. Okay, because somebody called in, and people told me, like, no, that means that I could date you know, a man or a woman. And then I was like, but isn't that like, you know, gender fluid or I don't know, you know, like you, like you said, there's so many different terms that we can't keep track, but I don't want to get involved. Like, I don't need to talk, discuss so much about that. You know, what I was so interested in is for you to explain and, and, and talk so that those people that have called into my show, like have a voice, you know, you're here to say that that's actually correct, you know, and I believe you, I think it's fascinating. And I think that that's important um, it, for people to hear.
1: I do too. And I feel like, well, and so the problem for is I've been dealing with male sexuality yeah. my entire career, and a lot of the men have experienced trauma as children. Right. And so they may have been sexually abused by a male perpetrator. And so then they end up reenacting that trauma as an adult. And so then people see them having sex with men, and all they can think of is, You must be attracted to the man to be able to have sex. And if you've been traumatized and have been sexually abused, all sexual abuse survivors understand that you get imprinted erotically to things that don't always match your sexual orientation.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I I, I typically uh, get on the phone with a total stranger. I don't like to know much about the person I'm talking to. And so I just wing it. I just see where the conversation goes. And that's how I get people's story. But with you, because you're an expert and you're like a real sexologist, I've had other people that claim that. But like you, you know, you have like the traditional, you know, certifications, certifications that say that you are. I wrote down some questions and, you know, I don't even know where to start because I just feel like you could answer them all. But that was one of them. Like, you know. Are you necessarily born with a fetish or can you acquire one by, you know, something happened? Or even like I had a guy on the other day who was big into, you know, the whole cuckold situation. And he tied it back to when he was really young. His first girlfriend dumped him for the school bully. And uh, right in front of his face, everyone was sort of making fun of him. He and they were like fooling around in front of him and he had to watch and then he realized he had some sort of sexual Attraction to it too, you know, like and it was very confusing to him because he was devastated But kind of turned on and I'm like, you know, did that do does that those kind of situations? Sometimes if you have those triangle relationships when you're younger or something happens to you or you're cheated on a lot could it turn into like a fetish for you know three ways or seeing your partner with somebody else does any of that kind of make
1: sense? Yeah. So I always divide the two into this. Yeah. We have a sexual orientation to whom we're attracted, what gender. Yeah. And we have an erotic orientation, what gets us off. Yeah. And, and all of us, if we went around and, and talked about um, childhoods, we would discover, everybody would discover that mo- many things from your childhood get eroticized into your arousal template, into the things that turn you on. Yeah. It doesn't create your sexual orientation it creates your erotic orientation and contributes mm-hmm. to that sexual or that erotic narrative.
0: Right. So you can, so would you say like, are you born with a fetish And is fetish different than this kind of situation that you're talking about? Right. Cause
1: it is, it's it is. different because um, you're if that's your erotic orientation, right? Your sexual orientation is the man, the woman, both, neither a blend of both. But I will tell you this, there, are, there is research now that's showing that many kinks and fetishes are, people do, they are, there's belief that they you are born with it. Right. And mm-hmm. that um, it's its own orientation. I had a client, well, he wasn't a client, he was on my podcast, I would think of him as a client. Yeah. He was, um, he remembered that the very first time he was attracted to bondage and rope uh-huh. was being a Cub Scout, learning how to tie knots. Wow. Now, where did that come from? He did, It wasn't something that ever ever happened to him before. It was just something that, it was his first discovery that rope turned him on.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when it kind of clicked, right? I've had a lot of guys that are into the pantyhose fetish. I've talked to a lot of guys with all kinds of fetish, but a lot of the, the ones who call in are into pantyhose and they get really deep into it. And we, I love to always go back and, and ask them, like, you know, what were your first memories of... You know noticing them or being turned on by them and went. and a lot of times these guys are th- are you know the, their memories are before they were even sexual beings, right I mean they're like. Super young, Um, but it like just all of a sudden they saw them the first time and it just clicked. You know, and what they have explained to me is that they feel like this was, you know, always in them. And the first time they saw it it sort of just sparked that up. It wasn't that it was created at that moment. It just triggered something that was in them already. Right. Is that what you're saying?
1: Exactly. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And it's fascinating, you know, because I'm always talking to people, like I said, with all different kinds of fetishes. And uh, and the other guy that I've talked to before, and this was something sort of similar to the whole like, oh, I I like to fool around with guys sometimes, but I'm not gay. Whereas I have these guys, and the first time I heard it, I was blown away. But I've heard it many times since, and I totally understand it now. Is the guy that likes to cross dress, right? Um, and when he's dressed up as a woman, he likes to be with a man, right? But in his regular life, when he's not dressed up, he com- would never be with a guy. So that guy also doesn't consider himself gay or bi or anything.
1: Right. So he, this cross-dressing man, uh, which now we call gender play, yeah. is usually a cisgender, heterosexual male who enjoys t- feeling like a woman, dressing up as one, right. looking like one, makeup, wig. But he knows he's male. He's not. He's not trans. Yeah, and he may even want to be sexual with another man, but it's not about the man. It's about feeling like a woman with a man. Exactly right.
0: And he and he doesn't and he's not trans in that he doesn't want to feel like a woman all the time. He knows he's a man. He just right. uh, likes that every now and then. So that would would that go back to what you were talking about, like his just his erotic fantasies or what he likes to just do sexually, as opposed to you know his gender identity or yeah i would say that
1: it's he it's what he likes to do erratically. it's not about his sexual orientation
0: right people just don't get it you know that's why like i said i was so interested in you and having you on my show so you could explain it because i get it more so now because i've talked to so many people i've been doing my show for seven years mm-hmm. and i have almost 400 people who have called in and i've heard that guy that you were talking about on your TikTok video that went viral. And I think it went so viral because people really can't comprehend it, you know, and it's interesting that you say the younger generation doesn't buy it at
1: all. It really shocked me. They are committed. Well, so because the younger generation, they're so into social justice yeah. and identity politics uh-huh. that what they what they do is they make up that this is heterosexual privilege and the man doesn't want to leave his privilege. That's not what's going on. That's their projection onto this guy. This guy is a straight guy, just like the lesbian is a lesbian who has sex with men, Mm -hmm. just like the gay man. A gay man might want to have sex with a trans man who um, still has a vagina and a vulva, but has um, the appearance that is a man, but his chest and his muscles are are in his arms, and he he would have sex with him. We would never say that this gay guy is really bisexual if he's, having sex with a trans man who still has a vagina and vulva, why would we say it about straight men? And the younger generation says, because he's trying to keep his privilege. It's toxic masculinity. It's fragile masculinity. And they don't understand. It's not anything to do with any of that. I mean, it can. So I try to explain this on TikTok, but they're not listening. It can be totally a closeted gay or bi guy. It can totally be toxic masculinity, totally be fragile masculinity. And that's what I keep saying to people. They don't hear the and and it could just be a straight guy that likes to have sex with this one man um, and this particular sexual act, and it's the act that turns him on, not the guy.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that you can put that out there. And because there's probably a lot of people that keep it under wraps, because people would want to label them, right? I used to think like, it was actually insulting to gay people, because I'd be like, why don't you like, and they'd be like, but I'm not gay. And I'd be like, (laughs) you know, it's almost would be rude. I'm, you know, I'm a woman, but I'm like, it it almost comes across as being gay. But I guess that's like that toxic thing that you were saying that these people are projecting onto it, right? Yeah. Because I was like, is it coming from a place where like, God forbid, you're gay? Like, like you know, because it 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 would come across to me sometimes like that, you know. But I guess it was just that because they're not right, and and it's it could. How frustrating is it to sort of know who you are, and nobody's buying it, you know?
1: Right, because they have their own idea. And at one guy, I love this on TikTok. Do you have TikTok?
0: Yes, I started
1: TikTok. I was a little freaked out. I have
0: to tell you, I was a little freaked out because there are so many young people on there and I was putting up a lot of confessionals and stuff like that that I get and a lot of my stuff is a little hardcore and it's a a lot of sex and... I don't know. I was a little worried because there are. It, it is. It does skew very young. You know. I mean, it's super young. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm fighting with somebody, and I'm like, God damn it! They don't understand. I'm gonna go look at their profile, and they're twelve. That's
0: what and I mean. I'm like. What am I
1: fighting with a twelve
0: year old? Oh my god, that's so funny.
1: <laughs> I know. That's I'm like, so God funny. damn it! So now I look at people's um, profiles because you know, a twelve year olds not understanding. But, um, yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, so, some, so one guy duetted my, my uh, viral video, and he was, he was young himself. He was 30-ish. Yeah. And he basically said, I find it really um, challenging that the population, the younger population who wants all these new labels and has all these new definitions can't uh, accept that a straight man can have sex with men. It doesn't make any sense to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, thank, and I duetted him. That's why I just said yeah, TikTok, yeah, because you can duet, and I did duet him, and I thanked him. I said, "You know, thank you." But a lot of people aren't able to critically think and the nuances around this. You know, they just don't understand.
0: Right now, is this something that because you're a psychotherapist, right? Yeah. And then did you take did you go to school further to just specialize in sexology? Is that what it's called? I don't even know.
1: Yes, I have. I got my PhD in clinical sexology, and my, I'm certified in it. So yeah, I have extra training. So a lot of therapists will fight me on this. But the ther- when you go and read their, um, their training, they have no training and sexual health. So they don't know what I'm talking about because they right. don't
0: understand it. No, that's why I love that's why I was like, I have to get this guy on my show because like I said, you're the real deal. I, there's like a lot of people that could say they're a sexologist or that, you know, they're a sex therapist. But then if you really sort of dig deep, they don't really have the actual credentials. And I feel like there's a lot of schools out there that people could go and get a certification that say that says that they're a sex therapist. But, I, you know, I think that there's a difference between you and that person. Is that
1: correct? Right. Yes. Right. There is. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this. So you you have to, you know, do thousands of hours of supervision and you have to keep up with your trainings. And I just I and I feel really proud of myself. I know a lot about this and I can think outside of what mainstream thinking is, because everybody's got their own erotic thumbprint. Yeah. No two people are alike. and And what it means might be different for you than what it means for me. Right.
0: So it's hard to be so black and white then. Right.
1: You cannot be black and white about sexuality and eroticism. And our culture wants it to be that clean that they want the fantasies and the behaviors uh, and, the, um, uh, and the, uh, the fantasies and the behaviors all to line up with the sexual orientation. And they don't. Some people have rape fantasies. They imagine themselves being raped, and they imagine um, other, raping other people. But it's play rape. Yeah. And these people during the day might be rape um, activists. Right. Uh, anti-rape. Mm-hmm. But at night, they like to play with the concept of rape. You know, it's like it's all different.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I like I said, I've heard it all all kinds of different things. I want, I remember hearing Esther Perel. Is that how you say her name? I love her. Do you like her? Esther Perel? Huh? Yeah, Esther Perel. Oh, I love
1: Esther Perel. Oh my
0: God, I love her. She's still like a brilliant genius and, you know, I remember listening to one of her podcasts and she was talking about how, you know, the the woman who was raped when she was younger, you know, if she gets into BDSM as she's older when she's older like that could be a positive thing because she's in control because you know, she got wired that way because of whatever, what happened to her. But, you know, sort of working it out in when she's an adult in control and doing it in this way, there's, it's not negative, right? Whereas I think some people would think if you do that later on because of something that happened to you that was negative, right? If it's, it's wrong, but she was saying that it is okay to do that. And that, that's a way to sort of work through it. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes. hundred percent and we we know this as sexologists you know Mm -hmm. but people don't don't know it they don't understand it and then um they confuse it with orientation
0: right it's so confusing to me because there's a lot of different words that you're using um but i love that you're talking like this because i never do like i'm always like i'm on i give unprofessional advice i talk to people like you know your friend sitting across from you right like you're the real expert and you really know um what i to ask you because I've talked with people who think they're sex addicts cuz I was like, you know, this I have a real therapist on. Do you are you one that believes in sex addiction or not? What's your view on that?
1: I don't believe in sex addiction because mm-hmm. the sex addiction model is not sexually informed. So um, I believe more in what's called out-of-control sexual behavior. It's a more sex-positive and sexually-informed model mm-hmm. and, and gives the person themselves the right to decide whether they, they are out of control or not. So right. it shouldn't be up to a partner or a therapist or a minister or, or a culture to determine what is or what isn't too much for somebody. It should be up to the person themselves.
0: Right. And now, so if someone thinks that they have it, would you say, okay, that it exists? Or are you saying, I mean, what are you saying? Because I've had people call, you know, call in and be like, I, I, and I think that I ha- I'm i a sex addict.
1: Uh, I will, I use their word because that's the word they're calling yes, it. But yeah. when they get into my office, I will instead start to call it other things and say, I hear for you as a sex addiction. Maybe you can explain to me why you think that. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, uh, I might educate them that there's no science behind sex addiction, that what you really have is you're experiencing sexual dysregulation and I want to help you get regulated around sex, no matter what we call it, because, and and the problem with the sex addiction model is it uses, it has some good tools in terms of cognitive behavioral, but it puts you in a situation where you're fighting your sexual behavior Mm -hmm. and we don't want that. The more you fight something the worse it's going to get.
0: Yeah, the, what you resist persists. It's so true. Exactly. So how do you regulate? Like, what do you tell somebody that thinks
1: they're a sex addict? I mean, basic therapy. You know, there's nothing unusual or different than if somebody comes in and says, I'm eating too much or I'm I'm, I'm struggling with, um, you know, uh, even even with gambling. Yeah. You know, people might go to the 12-step groups and they, they might uh, do well with them. Mm-hmm. But what, what we find is it might be that this is your normal sexual or erotic orientation. Right. It might be that it comes from um, trauma in your childhood. Yeah. It might be because you have, you're a high sensation seeker mm-hmm. and um, you just enjoy high sensation seeking behavior that you have to learn to control. It might be a kinky, it might be a fetish. It's just, to me, it's just basic therapy and helping the person understand. It might be because they're bipolar, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. There's so many different reasons for it instead of, of moving it so quickly to, to calling it something that it's not.
0: Right, and that's, I mean, listen, I'm so pro-therapy. I always talk about that on my show. I think sometimes it's really hard to find the right therapist, right? And that's the first thing that you have to do. Oh, yeah. You, right? I'm always like, listen, it took it, it could take you five tries, but it's kind of like dating. You, you'll you know the one when you meet them, you know, but don't give up because I think, unfortunately, and you probably know this, that, because I've had roommates that were straight up in mental hospitals and they're like social workers now. You know what I mean? That, a lot of times, Somebody that had a past history, you know, is, is seeks that out right and to learn about themselves right and that's what they become so there's a lot of nuts out there i i that's how i feel but i think that's across the board i don't care if you're going to a hairdresser or a surgeon or a therapist i think you know 85 to 90 percent are garbage and you gotta wait till you find that 10 percent, right amazing person i yes, have yes. my life has changed because of therapy you know but it was only because i was with the right therapist and that's Hard to find, but it's no different than you know finding that right guy too, right? It's not. It's not just every person out there is great, you know. For you, are, do you do? Are you practicing? Like, so could my listeners go to you? Could they find you? Do you do virtual? therapy now i'd love to send people to you you know because i can't tell you like the people that are on my show how much they need it and and need somebody like you you know how do they find somebody like you if it's even if it's not you like is there a directory out there you know what do they look for or where do they go to find you to get you as their therapist
1: well, I'm not. I'm doing therapy right now. I do okay. consultations only, so people could contact me. Yeah. They go to joecourt.com, uh-huh. and then um, they find my, um, uh, you know, email, yeah. and then they'll schedule an appointment for a one-time consultation. Yeah. But if they're looking for ongoing therapy, I have multiple therapists that work in my center. We have like 15 of us. Oh, I supervise. that's great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And then they can also go to ASEC, which is the American Association of sex educators, counselors, and therapists, mm-hmm. aasect dot org, mm-hmm. and they can find a trained sex therapist in their area.
0: Oh, that's great! I'm going to post that. I'm going to put that in my um in your in the description, a link to your website as well as that one, because Good. I'm always talking oh, thank to you. people yeah. who need therapy. I think it they need, you know, sometimes it's just a regular therapist they need, but sometimes they feel like they need a sex therapist, right? Um and like I said in the beginning, I'm typically talking to people who are older and who have been in the closet with whatever kind of kink or thing that they're into. Um, A lot of times I find that men around 50 are just like ready to let their freak flag fly. I don't know what happens to a guy at 50 because I'm a female and it happened to me when I was like 40. I think that's like your midlife crisis. I don't know. But like at 50, I have so many guys that are calling me up and they've been living a double life, you know, and they're like, you know, I just turned 50 and I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore, you know. Um, And I just think it's, it's great to know that there's help out there for people to be able to come out and on the other side because you know how how awful is it and how how much energy does it take to live a double life right i'm sure you you're talking to those people all the time too i mean i can't tell you how many times you know i have guys calling up my show and their wife goes on a business trip and they're you know swapping panties with a guy and in the house and fucking them in the ass i mean you know it happens all the time you know right. this shit is going right. down it does you know what's
1: going on What you know how do you well and the reason that yeah. yeah, the reason the men don't talk about it is yeah. because if you read the comments on TikTok, it, there's so much shaming and so much judgment yep. and so much um erasing mm-hmm. that they
0: can't. I know it's sad. I always feel like the younger generation is much more open-minded. You don't see that on TikTok or do you just not see it with the tur- like, you know,
1: in the sense of- Oh no, I I totally see it. It's just not with this not on this topic. Right. They are completely unopened. Right. And it's really been the most eye-opening, shocking thing I've ever seen.
0: I think it's great that you were on to clear this up. It's so hard. It's like I have to listen back to this because, like, my brain is actually hurting because you said so
1: much good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? You're just Right. So- it
1: is very different. What? It's unexpected. I think that's what it is. It's unexpected and it's... Um, uh, and, And and unfortunately, people um, they well. And this, I always say this: when women have one non-heterosexual thought, she's fetishized. When men have one non-heterosexual thought, he's stigmatized, and that's problematic. You know, when women women are given uh, room to be a college uh, lesbian until graduation, they're called luds in college. You know, Uh, yeah. Once men do it, they're immediately canceled, and it's. It can't be both ways, and that's what I'm trying to break. This is about masculinity scripts. This is about patriarchy. This is about sexism working against men um, this time, and people don't see it.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I, I think it's great that your TikTok video went viral, right? Was that the first time when I saw it recently, or has was that like
1: a second wave? Or I mean, It was a second wave. The first one went viral, but not in the same way. I didn't grab the same attention. I think because I did it in a gym, Mm-hmm. And, um... I really don't know exactly why. The gym did it. The shorts did it. I mean, the one, my gym attire, the gloves. People started attacking my gloves, calling my, my gym gloves bitch gloves. And I thought, <laughs> well, maybe that could be my new... I'm um... so stupid. So they started attacking my masculinity yeah. um, on it. Yeah. And uh, because they can't tolerate the information, so they're, just, they're uncomfortable, so they want me to be uncomfortable. And I'm not uncomfortable. You want to call my gloves bitch gloves? I'll call them bitch gloves, too. Whatever you say. Well, I, I like to make- wear gloves when I... That Which was way? the
0: first time? Is that what is that what you're saying? That was the first time that, hap- that it happened? You were in the gym?
1: The yeah, th- yeah. Well, last time I wasn't in a gym. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that they were bitch gloves. Like, I'm in a gym. Other guys are wearing bitch gloves. I don't know what makes mine bitch gloves. Oh Maybe God, because totally I'm talking awesome. about straight men who have sex with men. It's so, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. I think that, when, like I said, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I have to get them on. Because I think it is important to uh, have that out there. Because I've had guys on my show that have told me the same thing, right? You're here to say that they're fucking right. And I'm wrong. Like, and I love being wrong. It humbles me. I don't know anything. That's why, you know, I learn from talking to people, you know, on my show. And it's just always great to have somebody, you know, like a therapist, back it up. Right?
1: Yes. Thank you. Yes. Right. And then, and it's not just me. There's some people that have done research on this. There's sociologists, they're professors at Stanford. Yeah. Um, there's a book called mostly straight. There's another book called still straight. Yeah. There's a book called not gay. And then I have my book is my husband gay straight or bi. So there's, there's other people talking about this.
0: Oh, I like that book. What is that? So it's for, that's for women. Is my husband gay straight or bi?
1: Yes. Yep. That's my book. And now do you, and it's going to be on in audio, Sue.
0: Oh, no, that's great. Now, do you find that you talk to a lot of women that are concerned or they don't know what's going on with their husband or their husband came out to them? Is that why you wrote that book? Or is it for women that don't yes, know?
1: I, oh, yeah, it's it's become predominantly part of my practice because I, I deal with male, sexual, uh, male sexuality. And so then the, she discovers that, you know, he's looking at gay porn yeah. or he's been with men or thinking about men. And so I get so many of these cases and they're not all gay. That's that's where the the book was born out
0: of. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. Because I remember having a call from a woman who called me up, and she was very concerned because she found, I think it was tranny porn um, on her new boyfriend's computer and then found out that he had seen them in the past, and she just couldn't wrap her head around the fact of like what he was, she was trying to label him, you know, does this mean he likes men? Does he like want women? You know, and he wanted, he didn't want to talk about it with her. I'm going to recommend your book, your book to her, to her because I, let me correct
1: one thing you're saying just in, yeah. Yeah, just in case people are listening, the whole idea we don't say tranny porn. Oh, sorry. Um, it's like offensive to people that are transgender. No, yeah. sorry. Right. Yeah. There is a genre of porn it's called um shemale, but that's offensive too to, to trans people, but that is the porn that's out there. It's a woman from the waist up and yeah. Um, from the waist down, she still has a penis and testicles, and uh so it's called gender fluidity. The man is attracted to gender fluidity,
0: right. so what are those so if it's not called female, right? and I mean I had what is the proper term gender fluidity?
1: Uh, yeah, well, the proper term is um gynophilia attraction to femininity,
0: right. Gynophilia. so
1: they're attracted to the femininity, but it's but they enjoy. Actually, the real word is. I'll, I'll say it, and then if you want me to spell it, it's gynandromorphophilia, oh and basically, it's the blend of both male and female in one person, but it has to look like a female from the waist up. Right,
0: but they, but from the waist down, it doesn't have to. It, whether it is or not doesn't matter. Right. Or?
1: It, it would be. It would have a penis and yeah, and testicles.
0: Right. So you so you talk to a lot of women that have found it's like it's that woman that found the porn or found out that her husband was with another man and the husband claims to be straight. Right.
1: Yep. I wanted to give them language. I wanted to give them the right questions to ask and the normalization that you're not alone. Right.
0: And now you're gay. Right. And you're in a part you have a relationship. Are you ever with women regularly? I mean, what's
1: your deal? Oh, yeah, no, I'm 100% gay. I've, I'm 28-year married to my husband, and um, I've always been gay. And, um, I mean, I may have a little fluidity in that as I've gotten older, I do have some sexual or erotic interest in women that I never used to have. I've never acted on it, but I, I'm, I self-identify as gay, and um, that's where I am. who I am.
0: right. Well, listen, you made me sound so dumb on this podcast. You're almost too smart. My brain is hurting. No, I I could probably, I wish, I really wish I would have got more questions from my listeners, right? And put that shout out to people. So I had even more questions or had people call in and ask you questions because they feel like, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions that come up when people hear you on this show and they will probably wish I would have asked. Right. Um, but thank you so much for coming on and explaining this. I know a lot of people are going to tune in. I think it's going to be really eye opening for people. It's been eye opening for me. And I love that you're out there uh, talking about this. I think it needs to be talked about. And I'll put links Thank for you. all Thanks your for stuff because I think it's you're you're a great expert to point people towards. You know, like I said, I'm just I'm unprofessional. I just talk to people about their stuff, but I'm always looking to pass people on to the real professionals that could really help them. And I think you're so great. And you know, I will be sending people your way so that you could because you have a whole. Can you give that your website again?
1: Yeah, it's joecourt.com. J o e k o r t tcom com.
0: All right, that's great. I'll, I'll provide all the links for people if they want to talk to you. They should go follow you. What's your TikTok?
1: Thank you. It's all my. Um, if they go to Twitter or TikTok or LinkedIn, it's always at Dr. Joe Court. D R J O E K O R T.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I was so excited to have you on. Thank
1: you for having me. I really appreciate you letting this conversation happen.
0: All right. Awesome. I'll let you know when it's going to be posted. Thanks, Joe. Dr. Joe. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.